Hey everybody, my name is Scott Delvecchio and welcome back to a new episode of the podcast where we interview professional athletes on the Tagalong platform. Before we get started, please make sure you are subscribed to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts and don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. This week on the show, we are happy to present hydro athlete and professional rower Lane Maher. So here we go. Let's do it. Uh, we got a very, very special guest, uh, Miss Lane Maher here. Uh, Lane is uh, a rower and runner from Gross Point, Michigan. She rode for Detroit Boat Club uh, back in 2007 to 2011, uh, racing all over the U.S. Uh, with Detroit. Uh, Lane was recruited to row Division One at the University of Wisconsin Madison. Throughout her four years there, she medaled at Big Tens and competed in multiple NCAA championships. She earned the University of Wisconsin Madison Student Athlete 2015 Performance Excellence Award, which I want to hear more about. And then since competing in rowing, she has raced two marathons, Chicago and Boston in 2016 and 19, respectively. She now rows professionally and instructs workouts daily on the water for Hydro, a connected fitness rowing company based out of Boston, Massachusetts, amongst many other places around the world. Lane, thanks for taking the time to be here with us. Thank you so much, Nick and Scott. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Uh, we're pumped to have you as obviously I work for Hydro as well and you were on tag along <laughs> as well. Uh, right off the bat, I just kind of, you know, walk us through a little bit of, uh, why, why is being an active person? Why is leading an active lifestyle so important to you? Tell us a little bit about how, how that, where that resonates for you. I think it all started with my family. I was very fortunate to have parents that always wanted to be outdoors, um, value eating healthy, being active and moving. I mean, I remember being super little and my parents were running laps around the track and I was just playing in the middle of the football field uh, with a ball. And it was just since then, I have always loved being outside. Uh, making sure I take care of my body because I want to live a long life and um, I have very much my parents and my whole family to thank for that. Nice. Nice. So road at uh, Detroit, and I feel like I've heard this story a couple times, but you basically yeah. saw a flyer that was like learn to row yeah. and that's what started this whole trajectory. Yeah, I was, you know, playing track or you don't say play track, you run track play soccer, play basketball. I was doing all different kinds of sports and I saw this blue flyer that said learn to row and um, you know I was like oh yeah sure why not and I rode um, under the Belle Isle bridge and I just remember hearing like the water trickle down and we all like were set for the first time and it wasn't the first time we rode it was like a few weeks in and you're like wow that feels so good so I just was addicted to that feeling. Was there a period of time during high school that you were like, ah, I can do this in college and pay for my college? This oh, 100%. That was the goal. Um, I was, at first, I was like, yeah, I'm going to the Olympics. This is going to be sick. Like, I'm so excited. Like, wake up every day, do 50 sit-ups. Like, that's going to do it. That doesn't do it. Um, but I had uh, the mindset that high school was the, the stepping blocks to get to college, and I really wanted to row competitively. Um, so it was 4 a.m. every morning, 4 p.m. every afternoon, uh, and doing field hockey as well. Uh, I just tried to squeeze that in when I could. But, yeah, definitely wanted to go in college. So I did. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's very interesting um, hearing about how a lot of uh, high schoolers 
either fall into rowing and they just kind of find their way to college or they are fully focused on, you know, oh, this is going to pay for school. Like that, that's what my dad would used to say to me. He'd be like, oh, you're good at soccer. You can be a kicker uh, <laughs> and go to school for free. And then maybe you'd make it to the NFL and make millions of dollars, which obviously did not happen. Yeah. But uh, no, I, <laughs> yeah, we got real close. Um, but tell us a little bit about, you know, going from, from high school and being excited to have this like lifelong dream of rowing potentially at the Olympics and finding your way to Wisconsin and, and like, what was the energy there? What, like, did you go from being like a pretty good high school rower and then finding yourself among like giants, uh, at Wisco? <laughs> yeah, I rode, yeah, I, I rode yeah. lightweight in, uh, high school. Um, and I was one of the top in, um, at DBC, Detroit Boat Club, and I would go to different regattas and place pretty high rankings. And my coach told me, like, yes, you can definitely go D1. Um, you just have to grind hard and be, you know, lighter and fitter um, and just do what you can to get top scores, train really hard. Um, so I visited a bunch of different schools. I knew that you couldn't necessarily get a scholarship going lightweight, so I knew that I would be smaller on a D1 team, um, but I had no idea that Wisconsin was built typically um, of walk-ons. So I was one of four recruited athletes and everyone else didn't know how to row. So when I first started Wisconsin, I was spending probably six hours a day training because they want us to go in the boats to teach people how to row. And then I would have to do like another two hours to keep my fitness that they were trying to grow and excel. Interesting. that was a tough, That's crazy, yeah. yeah, tough challenge there because then I didn't know how to like, ma- like maintain and keep school going well, and I was like, I just want to do everything, and it was a hard balance to learn freshman year for sure. And obviously, you you made it through freshman year and went on to yeah. compete for four years at a mm-hmm. very high level. And what is the performance excellence award? Oh, I, I actually I had no idea I was even nominated. Um, I just and I was so. Um, I was blushing so bad that I was standing behind a big football player when they like announced the award. And I was like, Oh my God, I had no idea. But it was just essentially that you have given or shown your uh, progression throughout the four years. Uh, You fully dedicate and your coaches recognize you for something that they haven't maybe necessarily seen in a long time. So it was really cool to earn that because I was grinding pretty hard (laughs) and um, I didn't know what was after college for rowing. I knew it was probably like I was going to transfer to the corporate world. So I was like, I'm just going to give everything I have and see how it goes. So. When I finished uh, college and graduated, I was very much ready to close that chapter and move <laughs> yeah. on to work. I had the job that I wanted to do yeah. in Los Angeles. That's like, I just, I'm good. That running was fun and provided structure, met cool people. Uh, it'll definitely be a part of my life, but like, I want to move on. You went basically straight to a nine to five job yeah and had it like you don't you can't really row like you moved right to boston yeah what what, what was that like well you like have no money and you're like new city no new friends yet and you're just like okay i gotta like do a lot of stuff so i joined like big 10 networking and just like put myself in a bunch of different elements to try and meet new people but the nine to five i was so not used to and I actually became really like sad from it because I was like, I'm not moving as much as I wanted, but I was also like so fed up with like the training, like my body was tired. So I needed an adjustment. Um, but it just took time. It took like six months 
at Wayfair for me to, or I didn't even start at Wayfair. I started at a different company, technical recruiting. Um, Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I had to learn about front end technology and I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm so in over my head. Um, but then I was like, well, if I like working out, I have to make it a priority. I have to wake up earlier or I have to take my lunch working out or I have to skip drinks on a Thursday with coworkers and go work out. And it's hard to do that because not many people want to. <laughs> Especially in your 20s, straight yeah. out from college. Yeah. Know, less less structure in your day outside <laughs> yeah. of work. But yeah. I feel like you came from a family that uh, valued yeah. health and wellness and fitness. Your grandfather played in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Your dad, amongst many of your other uncles, played basketball in college. Yeah. Your sister played lacrosse in college. Your brother played basketball in college. Like, you know, it's not like you were uh, in a family of uh, yeah. uh, slackers at all. So, uh, and then when I feel like you, what what came to uh, want want to train for marathons? Like, how did that come to be? Because you weren't a runner. You probably enjoyed it, but how yeah. did that come? No, I did track in, like, seventh grade, and I was like, this is sick. And then I just, like, would run for fun, but I hadn't done any real races after that. I would do, like, the turkey trot and be like, this is awesome. But a marathon, I thought, would just be, like, I remember talking to someone, and they were like, have you ever done a marathon? Like, I feel like you would want to do it. And I was like, no, I actually haven't. And my friend was like, oh, we should just – you know, sign up for the Chicago Marathon. It's like 50-50 chance of us getting it. And you'll know when you get $200 taken out of your bank account. And one day, $200 was gone. And I was like, okay. Well, I have $5 left. I better. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then also the marathons, way, it's yeah. like such an accessible, uh, an accessible kind of like event where a lot of people use that as a way to do like the social aspect while also training and having this kind of, dependency yeah. on other people because you know that you know like you said like two, those 200 dollars are out of your pocket and now you have to show up whether yeah, it, you know. it, it, it's up to you to de decide if you're going to be good or not so and the cheapest flight option was showing up the day before and leaving right after so that isn't <laughs> ideal for your body i realized that the race is over where are you running <laughs> i gotta go catch my flight i gotta go yeah no, there was no Lou Malnati's in Chicago, which I was very upset about. It's a four-hour wait for the deep dish pizza. But, um, no, it, it was an electric feeling. I just remember, like, mile 16 in the Chicago Marathon. I just, like, felt a lot of water on my face. And I was like, what's going on? I was like, oh, I think I'm, like, actually, like, tearing up. Like, this is pretty pretty weird. That's I don't. Cool. It was just a, an emotional experience. You see people you know, yeah. that are blind running next to you or someone pushing someone in a real wheelchair and you're like, God, like, I'm so lucky to run. So, so. Yeah. And, and so after that, was it kind of this new found love for a different sport and just trying to make that fit into your new lifestyle of working nine to five and just, you know, being like pretty much an adult that doesn't, you know, doesn't make sport a main like the main driver in your life it, it's kind of it takes a secondary uh, aspect yeah it was a huge mind shift because I thought after college like if you didn't do a minimum of an hour a day of exercise like it wasn't a workout so I had a really hard time shifting that mindset but after training for a marathon I was like no like it's going to be different. Like I'm going to go through different patterns of my life um, and either, you know, really have some like killer long workouts that I 
train for like some races that I train for, or it's going to be this thing where I do 20 minutes and I feel good still. Um, but the marathon really, uh, it was so exciting. It was so new and that's why I had to do another one. I don't know if I would do another one, but I'm always open to it. I think triathlons maybe next. I think there's an element of that's when we first spoke about, uh, obviously meeting at hydro and then kind of getting you on, on tag along was, um, this element of like, you constantly want to improve what you're doing and get better at what you're doing. And to be able to share that passion, that discipline, that habit forming, just a part of your day where we've said so many times, like if I get nothing else done in my day, but a workout, it's a great day. Yeah. Um, and I think bringing you on as a pro on tag along, maybe not the most traditional as far as the pros that we have, but like you are no very accomplished, very I mean, better athlete than I was in college um, and committed yourself to, doing what it was in the world of rowing, but also completing two marathons. And I think the process that it takes to commit to doing that, like you said, $200 came out of your bank account. And it's like that, at least for me at that time, you know, no money out of college and you're just trying to like every dollar that you spend, it's like, why am I spending this and and putting uh, value of, I just spent this. So I want it. Like, I remember I bought it. This is tangent but i bought a pair of pants once it was the most expensive pair of pants i've ever purchased it was like 215 dollars. and i remember like every time i'd wear it if i wore it twice i was like all right well that's like 120 dollars or 110 dollars now per time i wear it and so like i think about things like that and i think the the dedication that you have towards um being active and taking the time to move your body every day just is kind of you can look at it from a financial standpoint but you can also look at it from like this is just what i want to do Uh, and additionally i was gonna say that um you know it's really cool that on tag along you can work out with professional athletes who have uh, a lot of like uh real life experience you know training and, and and dealing with life things but I think that you also bring this whole other perspective, like we're talking about of, of this huge balance of like, no, no, I identify with you amateur athlete because I live, I've been living like that for the past X amount of years where it's like, I know what it's like to get up extra early to try to get 45 minutes of working out and understanding that, you know, I know what it's like to work out six hours a day with a bunch of people who, who might not know the sport, but what's more valuable, you know, like trying to make everything fit in your day and, and just getting the best out of what's left or, or trying to overdo it and probably burn out or just not enjoy yourself. Uh, so I think you bring that really, really cool aspect and in mindset to, to a lot of people. And I think that's why a lot of people love working out with you. Um, and that was gonna, that, that kind of shifts a little bit to, to like our next section of, 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 your life when it comes to sports and work is you then went to hydro, which is a connected fitness service, uh, connected fitness, um, kind of rowing machine where you're working out on the water and you basically teaching lessons either live or recorded. Um, and it's more of a motivator, right. More than, than, than just teaching you how to row. It's more about just making the most out of your day. Can you tell us a little bit about like your, your role there and, and, and what you try to do every day, every time you, you record an episode. Yeah, honestly, I, I feel very honored to be in the position because I think it, you have to develop this mature mindset about life holistically. And it may sound so foo-foo, but it's really not because as soon as you start feeling like, okay, every day is a gift and I have a gift of, okay, moving. I have a gift of breathing. I have a gift of my heart beating. Sure. Um, 
it just kind of changes your perspective on a lot of things, uh, including relationships, your life, your work, your exercise. And once you realize that, you know, you have one body, you have one life, and um, no matter what you believe in, if you want to prolong that for yourself, then you have to do the things that are necessary to um, take care of yourself. Um, so that's how I think about it every single day of my life. Yeah, sure, we can have fun. Um, that's part of the Deer Camp series. But like with Hydro, at least, I'm like every time I show up, I want to at least give some piece of information as to why this is good for you. Because um, it, it can be forgotten, and that's okay. We're humans. We always like, you know, there's so many distractions in life. But as long as you have that main moral base that you come back to, that exercise, health, um, it is a very important every single day, every single week, even if you're just walking to, um, you know, another part of your house, like it's just, that is better than no movement at all. Um, so I solely believe in that. I think there's three little things I want to touch upon. One, you mentioned deer camp. The deer is drop everything in row or drop everything and run this camp that we decided to do this summer yeah. with you on tag along. Um, and I think, the running part was because you're passionate about running and the rowing part was obviously a lot of people know you through hydro um, and came to tag along to do this four week camp that was to some base, like a lot of people already do this. It was eight minutes for the first week, five days a week, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, and then 10 minutes for a final yeah. max effort, 10 minute piece. And I think a lot of people came thinking like, oh, what do I do if I want to do more? And it was like, yeah, just double it, triple it, quadruple it, whatever you want to do. But the focus was to really, and a lot of the clients that you work with at Tag Along are people who are like, I could never do a 20 minute row. I could, you know, and, and you have this way of relating, like Scott said, of relating to these people of like, let's just start somewhere. Just walk twice a week and do yoga twice yeah. a week. Then let's ramp it up the next week. Then we're doing 50 minutes. Then we're doing, and so the whole purpose of this deer camp was to like, routine and create habit uh and because if you don't enjoy it it's called working out it's work it's it's yeah. not always fun but it is something that can be fun and so that was the first thing the second thing was that um having you on tag along i think was a way for people to really who connect with you on hydro yeah. to be able to kind of holistically the stories that you share on hydro to be able to kind of lean into that even more you you're very you have an 80 20 rule when it comes to your uh diet and how you eat you always eat very whole foods you never stray rarely do you stray from your cheat days and things like that and it's super admirable um and and i find that like it's so easy especially as you get older just to think that you can continue doing what it is that you've been doing but it's like you are very conscious about what you put in your body because you like to sweat and you like to have those really good workouts um and then the third thing was this uh other pro, uh, Anika McPherson, who's an Olympic high jumper, yeah. she posted something from Floyd Mayweather, uh, who was talking about who I know is somewhat controversial, but at the end of the day, great athlete. And he posted something about, you know, most people uh, sleep eight hours a day. Um, so there's 24 hours a day. Most people sleep eight hours a day. Most people work a nine to five. So that's 16 hours right there. Then you have, you know, hour for lunch, hour for uh, breakfast, hour for dinner. So that's three hours right there. So you have five hours left in your day to do what it is that you want to do. And to be good at something, you have to commit for those five. To be great at something, you only have those five hours yeah. every single day to do that. And the amount of distractions now and all those other things, it's kind of wild. But you are someone who definitely capitalizes and makes sure that one of those hours is always focused on you, focused on working out, focused on getting exercise in. And I feel like 
having done the corporate route for a little bit, you now transition to this unique role at Hydro where you're able to share your love and your passion for moving through rowing, but also through other yeah. stuff. And it's, it's just cool. You're, you're, you definitely practice what you preach, which is uh, a rare thing. I feel like with <laughs> a lot of these girls, so. It's intimidating for sure. Like I definitely saw a lot of friends, family members, like it's intimidating to get back into something that you maybe lost touch with. It always is. So the biggest thing is if you start with little steps, you can get to a place where you feel more energized again. So that was the biggest thing with deer is like, okay, like eight minutes is fine. Like don't be uh, ashamed of a number that's small. It's still moving. You can build off of that, but do make the commitment to eight, make the commitment to 10, and then suddenly you're at 30. And that's how it all starts every time. What are a couple or one example of um, athletes that you work with at Tag Along uh, that really just like get you excited or, or why you want to re- reiterate why your, your involvement with Tag Along in the first place? Oh my gosh. Well, I love them all. I have nine and I'm obsessed with all of them. And they, they know that because I love checking in. I love hearing about their accomplishments. I love even hearing about their struggles because I like to find ways to then combat that. You know, like I was working with someone and she was just not really feeling well, you know, uh, day to day was kind of hard for working out and, um, you know, she'd work all day and she's finally back in the office and that's a huge shift because we've all been home. So we've had more time to work out and now we're back in the office. So it's harder to make time for that exercise. So she would come home and be like, I just don't feel like it Lane. And I'm like, all right, that's totally fine. So we started with doing 10 minute workouts that are just specifically yoga. You know, I have a huge respect for all forms of activity. I love all sports. You know, I never, I'm just like only a runner, only a rower. Um, So once we did that, we started to move then to 10 minute rows. And now she just did her 20 first 20 minute row that she's done in a very long time, which is so cool. Awesome. And I've got one guy that's training for a half marathon and, uh, you know, he was struggling with running for a while. Uh, he hadn't run in two years and now like we go on runs together and we just chat on the phone while, uh, he's running and I'm running. And it's just, it's just nice to have that relationship and, um, share exercise through that. And it's, I'm just, I'm very thankful to be on the platform. We're we're pumped to have you. you, you embody what it is that tag along is all about, uh, uh, improving together. Um, and we can't thank you enough for taking the time to spend with us, share a little bit about your story, Pleasure. Uh, what, what you've been doing on, on tag along as well as at hydro. Um, and yeah, thank you so much, Lane. For, thank you. Uh, for us today. And thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Scott, yep. always a pleasure wherever we find ourselves in the country. Um, <laughs> But always, everyone, staying safe out there, finding the time to get your workouts in, and uh, we'll talk to you on the next one. Thank you. Oh, what am I? Ta- what am I doing? What am I doing? We have. Oh my gosh, skipped. It's been it's been a little while since we did one. This is like season two here, so I had a little gap. It's all right. Scott will edit that. Yeah. So something we always do. I just hadn't. Oh my gosh, Nick. We yeah. hadn't. We haven't done this in a while, so I think you're perfect for this. So, oh gosh, Scott, go for it. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're we always end each episode with a rapid fire. So just <laughs> it's all right, Nick. We're not. According to Nick, he just will decide. I just know um, that your time is valuable, so yeah. I just wanted to like you yeah. know, it's, we'll rapid fire. It's a rapid fire yeah. section. So yeah, uh, um, yeah. So what's your go-to snack? 
Banana peanut butter. Here we go. Okay. What's a secret hobby or an interest of yours? Ooh, that's a good one. I actually like to make bracelets. Interesting. <laughs> uh, what was the last hard workout you did? I was trying to sell them on the side of the road, but I didn't really get much business that way. Were they so not good I had to find some other job. It's rapid fire. It's rapid fire. <laughs> Uh, what, what, was was the, the last, what was the last hard workout you did? Yeah. Um, I, so I did Barry's boot camp the other day, but I mixed it with a 10-minute hydro, a 10-minute abs, and 10-minute uh, mobility, and that was pretty hard. Nice. Uh, if you could tag along with any athlete, dead or alive, who would it be? <laughs> Holy smokes, that's a tough one. Um, Michael Jordan. Cool. Why? Shooting hoops. Yeah. Space Jam's coming out soon, so. He's not in it. Oh. That we know of. It's LeBron James. No, I know that. <laughs> and uh, to finish off, thanks again, Lane, for, for talking with us. Um, yeah. What's your favorite quote or advice that you live by? Uh, I would have to say keep the faith. It's my family's motto. My grandpa always said it. Um, whatever you believe in, whatever you're going after, keep that faith in yourself and what you're doing. Nice. Cool. Love awesome. it. Well, Thanks. now, thank you very much for the time. <laughs> thank you. Get, getting back into it, you know, <laughs> dusting the cobwebs off here. Season two of the Tag Along podcast. Lane Maher, everyone. Hydro athlete, Tag Along pro. Find her on the app. Uh, she puts together some awesome training plans to break down your day-to-day, your week-to-week, as well as help with nutrition um, and just help with getting started on, on wherever you are in your fitness journey. Lane, thank you very much. Scott, always a pleasure. Uh, we will uh, see you guys on the next one. Thank you. And that's a wrap for episode two of the second season of the Tag Along with a Pro podcast. Thanks so much to Lane Maher for coming on and speaking with us while on a destination and in between sessions. If you'd like to work with her, you can find her on the app or you can reach out to her on Facebook or Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We'll catch you next week. See ya.